Good morning, good morning, good morning. That was a billion and one strings playing one of your all-time favorite tunes. At the top of the news this morning, sometime in the 1980s, John Lasseter, who would eventually be the head of Pixar Animation Studio, pitched a new style of animation, which incorporated two-dimensional hand-drawn characters into three-dimensional computer-generated environments. The first feature film he wanted to make in this medium was an adaptation of the novel The Brave Little Toaster by Thomas M. Ditch. Disney executives deemed this idea to be too expensive and ended up dismissing Lasseter from his role as a Disney animator. However, having already acquired the rights to the story in 1982, Disney ended up handing off the project to Hyperion Pictures, a studio founded by former Disney employees. The final product was a fully 2D film directed by Jerry Reese and was eventually released in 1987. The video release was distributed by Walt Disney Studios Home Entertainment, and two sequels to the film were released in 1997 and 1998. A VHS copy of the film eventually made its way into the home of one Clint Page, a young boy who dreamed of someday creating a podcast where he could talk about toaster movies. But across the city, his future co-host, who he had not met yet, somehow missed his chance to watch this toaster film. So what happens when we watch a movie that one of us has an emotional connection to and one doesn't? Find out right now on Purely Nostalgia. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, the greatest good you're ever going to get, and the next voice you're going to hear belongs to a man who made me watch a movie about a toaster this week. <laughs> and I'm Clint Jazzhands Page. Kelp is dead. I'm glad. I'm sorry <laughs> that I had to miss last week um, while Kelp filled in for me. But uh, Clint Jazzhands Page is back, baby. I'm so glad Kelp is dead because I couldn't remember <laughs> to call him Kelp, and I was actually kind of nervous about like having to like call you that from that point forward. <laughs> not you, Kelp, because he call Kelp is his name. Yeah, because that's not a human name. But I was hmm. confused about whether it was supposed to be you, like in in a new form, or if this was a new character we had introduced that was exactly like Clint or what. No, it was um, it was Clint, but good at podcasting. <laughs> oh, I, I wish it had worked out that way, though. Yeah, Here's the thing about not. making a podcast, folks, is you just got to try stuff, and sometimes it doesn't work, and then sometimes the next week you say, nope, never again. <laughs> just like spaghetti. You have to see if it sticks to the wall. If it does, that means that it's good. It's just like spaghetti, to be honest. Have you podcasting seen Podcasting is like, like spaghetti. Where people are like, is this spaghetti done? And then they take it out of the pot and they throw it against the wall. Oh, yeah. And you if take it sticks like one to the wall, noodle, they're right? like, yep, it's good. The, yeah, you don't do it that's with like, wasteful. You don't do it with all your spaghetti. They <laughs> <laughs> grab the whole pot of spaghetti. You, you but, yep, the that's about as long everything. as spaghetti should boil. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Time for the real batch. So you just have to time it and then you throw it against the wall. And if it sticks, then you're like, okay, now I got to make spaghetti again, but cook it <laughs> exactly as long as I just cooked it. There's so many factors into making good spaghetti. Yeah, and and so <laughs> the many texture factors of the wall paint. <laughs> making a good podcast, and that's why making a podcast is just like making spaghetti. You got to make the noodles, which is like watching the content that you're gonna mm-hmm. podcast about, because every podcast is about people watching a movie and talking Movies, about it. Movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you got to make the sauce, which is like getting together with your pal over online mediums and, you know, just kind of talking about nonsense. Yeah. And, and you got to get the Parmesan, which is um, uh, making sure that the words come out of your mouth. And then after that, you got your sketty. Your sketty, which is, keep going. <laughs> which is Italian. For? <laughs> for bread noodle. Bread snake. Bread snake. <laughs> you, got, you, you can't have your bread snakes without your sauce. Your bread can't can't summon the bread snakes without the meat without the meat tomato blood. Right, and that's what we're talking about today on purely nostalgia. Is <laughs> on Brave Little Toaster. We're going to talk about a movie called The Brave Little Toaster, the BLT, as mm. I like to call it. <laughs> do you think the BLT, as some might say? Do you think that that's how this movie like came into existence is like someone saw blt on a menu and was like what if that's over bread little toaster do you think he started doing like a word association like he was sitting he was sitting at where do they serve blts sonic he was sitting at the sonic drive-thru and his eating was like blt bacon lettuce tomato brave little toaster sharon sharon (laughs) (laughs) um speaking of movies are there any movies that you're just like excited about for the rest of hot 2018? Dog. Hot dog? Yeah, we're hot I dog. Heard of we're that in, one. Not not the, not any association with the Brave Little Toaster, oh. but we are entering into what is fondly known as award season with movies. This is when the movies that are to, uh, yeah, hold on. Get, where's your applause? Yeah, where award I, season. I forgot that I have a button for that. Award it's so long is the thing. It really is. <laughs> but uh, this is typically the time of the year when the movies that are either nominated or win all of the Academy Awards tend to come out, like A Star is Born, which will win most of them, if and not be nominated for a lot of them. The Nutcracker and, and The Four Realms. <laughs> mainly, is that, mainly it's that one. Mainly. Okay, how many Academy Awards are you anticipating for the Nutcracker and the Four Realms to be nominated oh, for. Oh, gosh. I mean, less than nine, probably, but more than six. <laughs> more than six, but less than nine. I mean, it's definitely got um, costume design. It's definitely got best it's animated film, even though it's not an animated <laughs> film. Um, okay. Uh, it, see, that's why Foreign I said less language? than nine is because it now popular film's not going to be a thing. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it, so it can no longer that win that. You know, to be honest, I don't... I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. I don't think so. But really? I wouldn't rule it out. But I don't think okay. so. But um, do you think that in all fairness, they took out the popular film category so that they could at least honor Nutcracker and the Four Realms with the Best oh, Picture yeah. nomination? I thought, you know, when when they, that was going to be a category, I think um, Best Picture, it wouldn't have even gotten a Best Picture nomination probably. Right. Um, so now it will definitely get nominated and probably probably won't win, but like it could. Like if a star is born is like maybe not not as perfect as everyone's saying, then mm-hmm. it's not Cracker Baby. Yeah, I agree. Now here's the thing that people don't realize is that a star is born has been done three other times. Yeah, this is the the fourth remake? No, the third, third or remake, fourth. The fourth third remake version of this movie. The third remake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's um, four times the charm, it's an, baby. It's, a, it's an old movie. 
Mm-hmm. Had Barbra Streisand, Judy Garland, Lady Gaga. What's weird is and- Lady Gaga's in all of them. <laughs> it's... <laughs> She had yeah. She started as like a background child, and then just kind of worked her way up. Mm-hmm. And she's like, one day, I'll get that role. She and only sure plays enough, the main character in this one, but yeah, she's in all of them. You just gotta look for her. It's like Where's Waldo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Judy Garland, you know, rest in peace, is also God in rest this her one. merry gentlemen. God rest her. <laughs> God rest her merry gentlemen. Um. She's also in this one. Yeah. As the ghost of um Judy Garland. Yeah. That scene, I've I've only seen clips of it. And I've been told this is what good podcasts do. But that scene where Lady Gaga prays to the ghost of Judy Garland, mm-hmm. Intense. Like nobody was expecting it to be a horror movie. And no. if the trailers don't make it look like it is. But, no. like, when Lady Gaga, like, looks in the mirror and sees Julie Garland there and the blood, like, starts coming out of her eyes and the score gets all weird all of a sudden. Like, up to that point, it's, like, just a country music kind of basic, like, guitar score. And then all of a sudden, yeah. it's, like, and, like, and the then it turns into The Nun. Eyes. Yeah, it turns into The Nun. Well, um, The Nun is a spinoff of The Stars Born. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's kind, of, that's kind of most of the... We haven't really talked about the big... Like the like the big movie that everyone's talking oh, about, like the our, like the the big one, the big one, or some might say the small one, Smallfoot. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's a movie um, starring LeBron James. Yeah, he's in it, isn't he? He is, um, and it's about it's about big feet, big the big feats. It's got it's Channing Tatum, right? Mm-hmm. Channing Potato, um, Channing Tatum. Um, um, James Corden. James Corden. I was gonna say Matt James. Boy. A- James Accordion. James Accordion. Uh, uh, I think Zendaya's in it. Probably. <laughs> What's because Zend- she's popular now? I guess. Yeah. So her, I mean Zendaya's in everything. Yeah, that's true. Her, After um, her, you know, her big turn on Nickelodeon. Well, that's like no, she was Disney Channel. Get it Disney right. Channel. Sorry. Um, yeah. Thank you very much. She was Disney Channel. Um. <laughs> She yeah, that's like the new like Kevin Bacon number like six degrees of Kevin De- Bacon. It's like four degrees of Zendaya now. Yeah, pretty much. That's a new game that we need to play. Let's, <laughs> Can we let's play start that with the, right now. Let's start with the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> okay. Can you can, can we get there in how four many moves? movies does it take to connect? Um, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. to Zendaya. Zendaya was in. It won the greatest showman. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't get further than one away for her. The thing is that people don't realize about her is that she's 85 years old. Yeah, it's weird. She looks great. But anyway, Smallfoot, are you like, it seemed like you were excited about this one. This one I was a little bit like, I don't know, but you were like really excited i'm pumped about it not not gonna lie i'm pretty pretty excited Uh, why (laughs) um it's got everything going for it i thought you were gonna list all the things it had going for it i paused for you to keep going why do i need to list everything all you have to think of is what doesn't it have and it doesn't have that it's got everything going for it pretty much um yetis there's a scene where he feet, like, feet knocks a dude's teeth out. 
Uh-huh. Um, LeBron James. LeBron James. Um, <laughs> you know, like that vine, that vine with that kid. Yeah, in, like, the, in the eighth grade. They're the, like, name a, a basketball that... player, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> that, it, that my favorite scene in the movie Eighth Grade, which is a very good movie, is, <laughs> is when they, they're in like a quiet room. And then you just hear a kid in the background go, LeBron James. <laughs> I don't know. Like, let's, I've heard that little meme so many times, but hearing it in a movie on the silver screen just like brought <laughs> such joy to my heart. Do you think he collected royalties off of that? Probably. If he was smart, mm-hmm. he'd patent his name. It's like anytime you use my name in a meme fashion, mm-hmm. um, I deserve some form of credit. So Smallfoot and Nutcracker in the Four Realms, it just seems unfair that they were re- in the same year. Yeah, honestly. the same year. It's like it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, that they would like stack. I guess that's why they had the the uh, best achievement in popular film category for a while because both of those were this year. But then they were mm-hmm. like, you know what, that seems cheap. Let's not do that. Um, so yeah. it seems like one it's of those some- will win Best Picture. Some may say the golden age of film has returned with not only The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, uh, The Nun, and um, Smallfoot. Mm-hmm. We can't forget about The Nun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, that's... If only The Brave Little Toaster had come out this year, then it truly would have been a stacked year. Here's the thing. Brave Little Toaster nominated for an Emmy. For what category? Outstanding outstanding animated picture. Oh, I thought, I don't know what I thought you would say. <laughs> um, For best drawings. I would like to contest that. Okay. Because here's the thing about the Brave Little Toaster. Oh, I see. You thought that I was like, no, it actually didn't get nominated. No, 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 no. no. I, I would like to contest the Emmy Academy. What are the, who are the people that, that they call I, the Yeah, em- they're, they're the, the Emlings? Television Academy. Okay. Um. I would like to fight them because The Brave Little Toaster is a stupid, bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like it. Uh, I was so, like, gung-ho about this movie being good. Like, I was anticipating to really, really like it because it didn't get bad ratings. No, it was very well-received and is still, like, people like it. it, it's, It's baffling to me. I'm open to the possibility that I'm wrong here, but I would need to hear a good argument. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It was bizarre. It's not good. Not good. I I don't know. I don't know about you. I felt like a lot of times when I was watching it, there were a lot of things that were done, the way the way things were said, the way things played out. That I was like, maybe I just don't get it. Yeah. No, that's how I felt the entire time in the movie. Was like, there's something here that I am meant to understand that I don't understand. That like Mm -hmm. the people who like this movie do understand. I don't know. I felt like there was just something that hadn't been communicated to me or something, but to me it just felt like this is like Toy Story if I didn't if if Toy Story didn't make me feel anything. <laughs> it was like Toy Story mixed with um Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's because it's it, they're appliances. They're not toys. It's why does this boy care about <laughs> his appliances? Why, why do I care about a toaster? I just don't. Here, why was it about a toaster? Why was he it about? A was toaster? not the main character. No, and he's like, like the rest of them are like cleaning the house and stuff, 
And like, why is that a toaster's responsibility? <laughs> or a lamp's responsibility. Yeah, or, or yeah, really any of them except the vacuum. Vacuum cleaner, yeah. Okay. Here's, um, oh, go ahead. Here, I wrote kind of a brief um, synopsis of this movie. Oh, here we go. I'm excited. Right. It's um, The Brave Little Toaster, a movie where appliances kill themselves multiple times, all in the name of being loved. That's pretty much, yeah, that's <laughs> what happens. <laughs> It's like it's disturbing, and that's that's something. In searching for hot takes from online, spoiler alert: there may be one of those coming up later in the episode. I mm. I saw a lot of people talk about how disturbing the film was, but then they would still like give it a good rating and say like it's great. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't I don't understand what your thought process is there because the yeah, disturbing part of it. There's not a, there's not a thoroughfare between the two. <laughs> the, the I mean, there's there are good movies that are disturbing, but like I don't want a movie called The Brave Little Do- Toaster to to disturb me. Um, <laughs> the disturbing little toaster. <laughs> that that would have been original a better, name. A disturbing ensemble of appliance characters would have been a great name for this movie which they were living the whole time Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah. well what do you mean because it's not like toy story where they like have to fall into place when someone comes into the room but there's one moment where the big crusher thing at the end you know that has his eyes like yeah disappear as he get as he gets closer to the human character his eyes like like dissolve away into his into yeah. his self and then he becomes inanimate and it's like i don't understand but he's still like very much chasing these these little appliances so he still like has a personality and motives as an but inanimate he's, object. he's just hidden his, but his face. face is gone i guess that's what's happening yeah this movie hmm. makes less sense than the movie cars which is saying something <laughs> <laughs> it's saying a lot um so um experiences yeah what what was your experience with this as a kid because you'd seen this before i had not mm-hmm. this was my mm-hmm. first time so um this movie developed in me a and i mean this in all sincerity a complex that i do not like about myself that i still carry with me today oh wow we about to get real <laughs> yes uh, well sort of but in the fact that i it's like a hoarder mentality. It gave me a hoarder's mentality hmm. because if there's like something that I had as a child that I still have with me now, which I have some things from my childhood that are like in a closet or something that I have with me now that have no practical use, but I just can't get rid of them <laughs> because like it's like th- that's what this movie is about. It's like these kind of all ostensibly useless objects outmoded objects it's like just keep them around and then like i hate to break it to him but my parents are in the next room um so i hope they don't hear me but <laughs> of like if throwing something away they'd be like oh don't throw it. it's sad what about the brave little toaster and i was like oh okay, no i'll they, keep it they wouldn't they'd used it as a weapon against you yeah they weaponized the brave little toaster <laughs> But they did it in in the sense of like wanting me to respect the things that I had, but it made me feel an emotional connection hey, to Clint, my things. I want to give you full permission to not respect a toaster. You don't you don't <laughs> owe a toaster any respect. Like, it's just a toaster. Like here here's the thing. Um, as mentioned before, I'm getting married in like three weeks. And I've started moving some of my stuff. Thank you. Thank you. 
keep talking. They're good. They're just gonna keep clapping. No, I won't allow you for it then. There okay. we go. But um, we started moving stuff into my house. Um, I don't know, like last week, and this has carried over to me in my adult life too. Like I bought a coffee maker, um, my freshman year of college, and I was. We are, Chandler and I already have like a, a Keurig that that was hers, and so we're gonna use that. But I was like, can I? Just congrats on having a Keurig. <laughs> um, but I was gonna bring my like Mister Coffee coffee pot over there, and she's like, no, Clint, we don't need that. And I was like, yeah, but but I bought it, and it needs a home. <laughs> Who will take it if not me? Yeah, and she was like, Clint, that's ridiculous, and. I, she had to like separate me from it because I was like, I just don't want it to sit and not do anything. Did they? I guess Airbnb wasn't a thing in this movie, so the, the, those appliances were just sitting in a house for years alone. Years. Uh, how do they still work? Why were they not like rusty and old? Because they're alive. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um,. Well, let's... Uh, okay, so experience as a kid, this movie um, gave me a mental disorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. For me, I had never seen this movie. This was a movie that I was aware of its existence and never saw. My, so you had heard of it? I had heard of it, and my, my greatest memories of it were walking through the aisles of Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Blockbuster video, God rest its yeah, very baby. gentleman. Um <laughs> And just seeing it on the shelf and be like, that looks like a movie I don't really want to watch, you know? Um, <laughs> and you were about right, a toaster. even as a kid. <laughs> I was. Um, I don't know. I don't think I... I don't know how I got around seeing this, because I saw a lot of those types of movies as a kid, but... Um, yeah. Th- I don't think that seeing this movie for the first time as a 24-year-old is the way it was intended to watch <laughs> it. But it also no, no. is not really for kids like it doesn't we'll we'll delve we'll delve into that we'll get to that later later, but i it's strange like maybe if i had seen it as a kid and loved it like and had some sort of nostalgic attachment to it then i would be able to appreciate like it's always kind of fun to like look back on something that you liked as a kid and realize as an adult that it's kind of twisted and weird in ways you didn't realize Mm -hmm. until later and i don't really have that to (laughs) me this is just a twisted movie that yeah um, should not exist should not exist it's it's a, it's a horrible horrible creation it's like a voodoo creation from um some bad people that just wanted me to be sad and wanted clint to develop a, a mental a disorder men- mental disorder so, or have a an emotional attachment to things that cannot love me yes so they punked us they got us they, they got us um this movie kinda, was a good prank <laughs> this movie hey you got us brave little toaster you made us Good watch prank. this stupid bad movie. Um, <laughs> we kind of already talked about our first impressions. I mean, my yeah. <laughs> we I, my first impression upon watching it for the first time was I did not like this. Did you? <laughs> what was your impression upon rewatching it? Like, how did your feelings toward it change? Um. Probably for like the first five minutes, I was like, "Yeah, this this could be good," and then it didn't. Mm, yeah. It just didn't get when, there. <laughs> when it clicked with me that it wasn't going to be good was, uh, first of all, blanket. Let's talk about the blanket Let's for a talk second. about the blanket. I blanket should have been killed off. <laughs> <laughs> blanket had a bad voice. I did not like Blanket had a bad voice. child voice. 
yeah um a weird like electric blanket like is that yeah. what it was his face was the little knob that's supposed to warm knob. it i guess but he was like a ghost and his face like, didn't like he has like this cute little kid voice but his face is not cute looking no his face is ugly like he has an ugly face he talks like this but he, his yeah. face looks like his voice should be like hey it's me with the blanket <laughs> Um, but the moment that it clicked with me that it was going to be stupid was when Blanket thinks that he hears a car for the first time. Oh, yeah. And he, like, stood up, and maybe it was because I watched this late at night, but when he, he like, whispered, a car, <laughs> I thought they were like, Blanket, what is it? And I thought he said, a god. <laughs> <laughs> Come to rescue me from this mortal coil. <laughs> But then, like, the trippy, like, acid dream that he had where he was, like, floating down the stairs. Yeah. And he's like, Master. I was like, ew, this is spooky. Yeah, they call the kid Master. I have so many thoughts that I don't want to get His name is Rob, and they call him Master. His name is Rob. Um, his name is Master to them, though, because that when you are a child, you are the master of your own You are the master of your own domain. Yeah, because when I was, like, eight years old, I really thought of the toaster in my house as, like, mine, you know? Yeah. Like, Yours my parents had with. their toaster, but then I had my toaster that was mine, you know? You're used to take care of, you're used to wake up, and did you greet your objects and say, <laughs> good morning, lamp? Good morning, lamp. We Good morning, blanket. On our kitchen counter, we had, like, every member of my family had their own toaster with our, name, with our names <laughs> engraved on them, kind of like <laughs> your Christmas stockings at Christmas time hanging over the fireplace. <laughs> so we just had, uh, we just each had our own toaster, and every morning I would go up to it and check it to see if there was any bread in it from, from Santa, because he would put, he would put bread in our toasters every, every morning. Well, not every morning, but, um, <laughs> and then we'd just you push were... down the thing and make toast. But then I realized later that that was just my parents doing that. You were one of the lucky ones where Santa would visit you year round. Yeah, but only bread. Like he would just bring only me bread. bread. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was like that for everything. We each had our own fridge. We each had our own electric blanket. Um, Your house was two hundred thousand square feet. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it, we, we didn't really you have had quadruples of everything. Right, and like I didn't have anything to put in my personalized full-size fridge at the age of mm-hmm. seven like i was just like hey, did i put some cheerios in here i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah that's My, that's just how we did <laughs> this movie <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> that we we will talk about more in just a minute but uh let's take a quick break and then we'll get back into it <laughs> Hey guys, we're going to introduce a new segment that we want to do here on the show sometimes. It's called Second Opinions. Second Opinions. Um, where we're going to take um, calls from listeners who maybe had a little bit of a differing opinion from us on the movie that we covered in the last episode. So we're going to be talking about Christopher Robin this time. And uh, Clint's actually in the bathroom. I've been trying to talk to him about going pee-pee before we start recording, but he always has to go pee-pee right about this time in the recording. So um, we'll try and loop him in on this on this next week. But for now, we're going to take a, a call from a listener who wants to talk to us about the movie Christopher Robin. So uh, this is a caller by the name of Daughtry. Daughtry, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Daughtry, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for listening to the show. I understand you had some opinions on Christopher Robin. Mm, yes, first of all, 
long-time listener, first-time fan. Awesome. What? What? Uh, so <laughs> first-time fan. Christopher Robin. You just now became a fan, but you've listened for a while. I'd like to point out the fact that you said this movie was fun. Uh-huh. This movie, for me, is an intros- what I like to classify as an introspective nightmare scream. Okay. Can you say more about that? So, let's take the character of Tigger, for instance. Okay. Tigger is a, a, a tiger. Tigers, yeah. tigers are scary. Well, sometimes. Not in this movie. No. In this, in this movie, Tigger wishes to kill. I don't think and, that's... Like... Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. At one point, when Tigger jumps out of the woods at Madeline, the daughter, mm-hmm. he says, which, played in reverse, says... <laughs> he does. You just have to listen. Okay. He's played in reverse. He says, Hail Satan, give me your blood debt. He does not know. He does. He does. Um, this movie spoke to me in ways of the occult that I have never experienced in my life. All right. Well, that was second opinions. Uh, that was, that was Daughtry. Thanks for calling Daughtry. Hail Slenderman. So, uh, the BLT, the brave little toaster, um, it's a movie about a toaster. Have it a mm-hmm. good time. Now, the toaster doesn't seem to be... Uh, he, the main character. He is the main character, but it seems like an arbitrary decision. You could have called this movie Appliances with Desires. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could have... That'd be a different genre of film. You could have called it Stuff on the Move. Um, a very angry vacuum cleaner. <laughs> things with faces. Uh... But they they decided they wanted to focus in on the toaster, the one that has um, objectively the worst voice of of no, all that's of blanket. I don't know. I really didn't like Toaster's voice. I didn't either. Um, but it, yeah, so it starts out with all the appliances in their little house, um, which you find out a, later a is cottage. like a cabin. Yeah, it's a, it's a cottage yeah. that this family owns. Um. And they have not visited it for years because they are pri- privileged enough to just kind of own a home that they never use or <laughs> rent out to it. anyone or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, and there's, let's talk about all the characters here. There's Toaster. He's brave. That's his thing, right? That's what yeah, the title tells us. Yeah, he's like a slot toaster, like a metal slot toaster. Uh-huh. But doesn't one of them call him slots or something? Yeah, that's what the lamp calls him. Cute. Now, lamp, lampy. He now nah, he's, he's like the funny boy kind of. He's a he's a sassy boy. He's a, he's a little bit. He's he's a character. He's a hoot. One of my favorite lines verbatim from him, which I thought maybe it was a dub over that somebody did, but it's not. Was whenever he said, "What's all the racket around here? I can't get any sleep around here." <laughs> what? <laughs> There's another. <laughs> There's so much dialogue in this movie that makes no sense. There's, There's another very line. Redundant dialogue. <laughs> There's another line later in the movie. Um, it's when they're. We'll talk about the scene in more detail later. But it's when it's toward the end when they're running around the junkyard, 
um, mm -hmm. running from this crusher thing. And the lamp just, I, I, they like are running around and they hide behind this stack of junk for a second to catch their breath. And the lamp goes, boy, I'm glad we don't have to do this every day. And it's like, <laughs> what? What is like, is that supposed to be a joke? Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Or, I, the lamp looked a lot like the snake from the Jungle Book. Yeah, he kind of did. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. The one that's voiced by Pooh. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Evil Pooh. Evil Pooh. Um, yeah. So and then there's so there's Lampy, there's Blanky, which is the blanket. Um, a scary ghost blanket. Yeah, kind of a little crybaby. Um, mm -hmm. and then there's the could have been killed off. The vacuum is named Kirby, which is what? Why? Which why is, is the vacuum named Kirby? Why do they name him like Hoover or something? Or vacuumy. You know, vacuum me, which he was voiced by the guy that's saying um, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, really? What's his mm -hmm. name? I don't know, but that's uh, <laughs> Thurl Ravenscroft. That Ravencroft. is the greatest Ravenscroft. It's a, it's a Ravencroft. Croft for, raisin. Ra for ravens, not raisins. Ravens. Yeah. Th yeah. Raven it's, Ravenscroft. Thanks which, for your uh, work, Thurl. Which that by his name alone, he is a warlock. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Thur that is a really cool name. Thurl's Thurl Ravencroft. Thurl, Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah. You should name your child Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then there's the the radio. Yeah, voiced, voiced by, by John Lovitz. Yes. Um and he just like kind of talks like a radio. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, kids, let's go get a malt out of the drugstore." There was also the um, the for a brief time at the beginning and then at the end, the AC unit. Yeah, which uh, was voiced by Phil Hartman. Um, kind of doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Jack Nicholson impression. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. That was the moment where I said, "I no, hate sir. this movie." <laughs> This is a movie that I do not like. I'm the radio. I'm the air conditioning. <laughs> so basically what happens is all the characters are having this crisis because they wake up every day and they do their little chores, which is wild because why is a <laughs> toaster cleaning the house? Why is a lamp cleaning the house? Every day they clean the house. Um, but before we do that, we need to talk about the fact that um, Tutti Frutti played, oh, which sure. was... A very good use of the song. To, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did enjoy that needle drop. I was like, all right. All right. Yeah. As long as we have some fun tunes in here. And there are some tunes. Are they fun? I don't know. We'll decide as we come <laughs> to them. Um, there aren't really enough songs in the movie for it to be a musical. Right. But there are several songs that kind of come up out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, guess we're doing guess a we're song singing now. now. Um, yeah. So they're, as they're cleaning the house, Tutti Frutti's playing. They're having a good old time. Um, the only one that seems reluctant about cleaning is the vacuum. Well, no, he, he's <laughs> no, he's like, let's do it, but let's not have fun because work yeah. is not supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of a, a cranky boy. He's a uh, he's a Ravenscroft. He's a Ravenscroft is what he. And is. we Ravenscrofts know that work is not supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Why are answer. all of the appliances male? <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I had, excellent point. I didn't. I just don't understand that choice. I I could argue that maybe Toaster was a, a woman. Well, I actually wasn't sure for a while, but um, and she's voiced by a woman. He is, vo I, but I think he's supposed to be a male character. He just has, you know, sometimes women voice 
um, like, like a juvenile, youthful, yeah, youthful animated characters. Um, I I Deanna always grew Oliver. up, yeah, yeah. I always kind of grew up thinking it was a boy, mm-hmm. boy toaster, but I don't know. I kind of think it's a girl. Clint, is your toaster that you have at home a boy or a girl? A boy. I have a boy toaster because I am a boy. Yeah. It's it's blue and has a race car on it. It wouldn't be decent for you to have a female toaster. No, I don't want... <laughs> People might talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have I have a boy toaster as well. I was just making sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought that was weird that, that, that all of them were male. I just didn't... <laughs> Like, I mean that's a good that's, that's a, a good weird point. Ch- choice to make for an ensemble of characters going on an adventure. Usually, yeah, there's a I, um, mix of genders. There, this movie does have several direct-to-video sequels and spinoffs, and uh-huh. um, th- there is one where they do get like a female side character or like a female companion, and she's like a um uh, a fan, like an overhead oh, a fan. No, oh, that's fun. Yeah, hmm. yeah, I love. I do remember that fans talk in movies. Mm-hmm. Which by there's only one really female character in this. And uh, Rob's uh, girlfriend, girl, Chris. Yeah, yeah, her that's name her, is Chris. Yeah, yeah, Chris, Chris with a K. Yeah, yes, that's right. Um, and she just kind of is there to go as not a good girlfriend. <laughs> no, no, she's just like, <laughs> why do you need all this crap? Yeah, why do you need, get like, some new stuff? It's a it's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. That's a weird, weird movie. I don't understand. I didn't understand her character. She's just always like swooning over the master. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call Rob the master. Okay, <laughs> he's because the master. That's, that's what Toaster calls him, and that's good enough for me. Um, but um, let's let's look at the the ten thousand foot view of this movie. Is that the appliances have been left behind? Wait, hold on. We got to get up in the air for our ten thousand okay. foot view. This appliance. No. Um, these appliances have been left behind. Um, they oh no, feel... like the Rapture, yes, like the Kirk Cameron movies. <laughs> Kirk Cameron, this is, yeah, this the is the version of uh, Kirk Cameron's Left Behind series. Mm-hmm. But um, they they figure out that the um, cottage is going up for sale, and they're like, we need to we need to get out of here because they've forgotten about us, mm-hmm. and so they it's just their journey to to be loved again, and they go through some. Some trials and tribulations, much like the Jews uh, escaping from Egypt. Yeah, it is. It is very similar to a prince of the prince of Egypt. The prince of Egypt. <laughs> that DreamWorks film with the great songs in it. Except, I like was able to empathize with the Jews <laughs> being let out of slavery and didn't really feel anything for this toaster and lamp and blanket because here's here's the thing and I don't want to speak on God's behalf but I think that was his goal was for you to empathize with the Jews yeah I think so and they're like people success like they were like they were in slavery for years and these appliances for 400 years for some reason these these appliances have the audacity to think that the like eight year old boy in that they that lived in the house with them for a few years like owes them love of some mm-hmm. sort. I don't. Yeah. I just don't understand. Like Toy Story, this makes sense because there's toys and a, a child loves a, loves toys. It's so, like there's actually a special bond there. There's no such thing as a bond between a boy and his toaster. <laughs> the AC unit is the only one that gets it. Yeah, because he's like he does not love you. <laughs> he never played with me. <laughs> Air conditioning unit. That and is then the... he 
and then he dies. Well, he goes on this like lunatic rant in his Jack Nicholson voice about um, he's like sticking in the wall is my function and you don't see me trying to do anything other than that. And like he's just yelling louder and louder and louder and then he like turns red and smoke comes out of him and he explodes and he's just dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's like, you see his corpse hanging out of the wall and there's like and, bummer. <laughs> yeah, they just go like, aw. And I think the <laughs> vacuum cleaner says something along the lines of good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just a mean, a mean person. He's uh, seen a lot. I imagine that the vacuum cleaner is like a war veteran. <laughs> What? Where does I cleaned up sand and nom? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the vibe that he is projecting. Um, this who is this movie for? Do you remember that scene as a kid? I want to question you as a person who saw this as a child. Do you remember that particular scene? The AC of it blowing unit? up. Yeah. Yes, I do. What did you think of it as a kid? Well, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty chill about it. Yeah, I uh, mean, just because the, the main characters were. Right. You know, sometimes for kids, it has they have to tell you how to feel in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And it told me not to care about mean people dying. <laughs> well, the secret to a good story, especially a good kid story, is you've got to have one character die right at the beginning because he wants more for himself. Mm-hmm. Or no, he doesn't want more for himself. I don't know. I was trying to like relate this to like the hero's journey, but I can't do it because this movie makes <laughs> no sense at all. <laughs> um, I think this movie would be hilarious um, as like a stage play. <laughs> yeah, it would. And there's certainly a version of this where it's like, I think maybe maybe it could be interesting. It's certainly mm-hmm. interesting. It's a very interesting movie. It's not boring. It, it has the bones to be good, I think. Yeah, and here's what you need to change. Don't try and pretend it's for kids. Like, don't even right. do that. Go ahead and just, like, throw throw some cusses and violence and bad stuff in there so we mm-hmm. know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and th- this this preceded Toy Story. So mm-hmm. for anyone to be like, oh, well, Toy Story did it. Mm-mm, this did it first. Right, and actually a lot of the people that worked on this ended up um, working, working for, Pixar for Pixar in the future. Um, I which, think John Lasseter like supervised this, if I'm not mistaken. Was he involved with this? That's yeah, crazy. I think he had some supervision. I don't think he was credited, but he kind of oversaw uh, some of the release for it. Well, and it's like, and so yeah, we haven't really talked about this. This was not made by Disney, but it was distributed on video by Disney. This and was, I think it, now it's technically a Disney property. Yes, it is. And I guess that means all of the sequels are Disney properties. Um, mm-hmm. But the... The interestingly enough, this was the first animated feature film to premiere at Sundance, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, I, I I just think that's kind of silly. Which, um, to, to, based off of my research, it it's premiered art. at Sundance. It's art. Yeah. Uh, premiered at Sundance. They said this is not worthy of uh, the silver screen, and then they released it on Disney Channel. Right, it was it. It played at a lot of festivals, and some it had like a limited theatrical release, but it was mainly mm-hmm. like a TV movie. And then they started distributing it on VHS. So VHS tapes, yeah, yeah, VHS, which stands for video, uh, ha- video hang gliding salamanders. Yes, um, and so that's that's how this horrible 
creation Atrocity. came, in, came yeah. into existence. Um, and so we're, so they, they end up leaving their little cabin. Um, they're going on a journey to find the master. Mm-hmm. And we, it's very strange that they always call him the master, but they always do. Yeah, the, it's their journey to find God. It, I guess so. You know, there's certainly a read of it that is that, and maybe that would make it a good movie if I, like, under... Like, if this is all some sort of metaphor for something, and I just am mm-hmm. not seeing that, then maybe maybe it's good. I don't know. It's just weird. It doesn't it's make... not. Uh, okay. Oh, that's good <laughs> to know. I feel better. <laughs> um, but they all they have is this picture of this little red redhead boy with this little red boy this little red boy um (laughs) and they're going to find him they're not aware that he's all grown up now they they just he's just they're looking for a boy that they knew yeah where's my boy where is my son and when it shows the human characters which there's not very many of them but there's the boy um there's that evil dude the the junk man or whatever the the nerd um when it shows the human characters is when i yeah and chris is when i had the thought oh the animation in this movie is very bad yeah there's no level of detail at all (laughs) no and it's very jerky like yes the moving was just like i don't know i i can't i can't talk about it i can only like exhibit it yeah he's doing it on the screen that i'm looking at right now do it wow (laughs) whoa (laughs) it looked like you were doing a funky little dance just i was um yeah, I know what you mean, and if you see the movie, you will know what we mean. You'll know it's on YouTube, so if you want to watch YouTube. it, it's on Yeah, the whole thing is is on YouTube in its entirety, um, and it's I, an hour and thirty. It was minutes an hour and, and thirty minutes, and I don't know about you, but part of it was like, okay, this is on YouTube. Am I missing something? Is there parts of this movie that are cut out that make certain things that they do make sense? Yeah, I was kind of. And then I looked at the well. runtime, and here's the thing: I think, I think we did miss no. some important stuff like what the this movie was initially released worldwide in the uk all right so you said worldwide the, and then you said in the uk well okay <laughs> so like for distribution um okay but the runtime for the uk version 92 minutes mm. for the american version 91 minutes no way there's one scene where we like, missed it and this was all a metaphor for <laughs> for for this for the, for the jews being led out of <laughs> egypt by moses moses is the toaster uh no i think moses is the va- no moses is the toaster the vacuum cleaner is aaron yeah that's it yeah but yeah, i like um, this movie now now it makes sense yeah. but um yeah this uh i think we missed something important okay in that one minute well um can we talk about they leave they leave the house and they're on a journey to find rob um and and then this road trip song starts and mm-hmm. it kind of yeah, comes out of nowhere because it's like they 20 minutes singing, into the movie it was like whiplash right because like if your movie's gonna have songs in it there's usually one right up front <laughs> and there's not mm-hmm. one for this mm-hmm Tutti Fruity. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but they're not singing that. That's just a needle <laughs> drop. So, um, I okay. I actually want to kind of pull up the lyrics to the song, <laughs> "The City of Lights." It's an insane song. I could not keep up with the words. <laughs> bright uh, light, city... bright lights, big city by CeeLo Green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I'm pulling them up right now. I'm going to read some stuff to you. Endless Hoodie of Lights. <laughs> it's, all, the, all the songs have an insane amount of lyrics that are like, you can't keep up with them. And you're like, if I was really able to pay attention to this, <coughs> I might be able to glean something interesting. Yeah, but, the songs are very dense. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it starts out and it's like, uh, life is like a journey on a road that's within. Head says you should stay, but your heart says to begin. So you go. All right, I'm with you. Um, mm-hmm. So you go. Any life worth living isn't just li- isn't life filled with ease. You just stay forgiving through the forest and the trees. So the appliances are yeah. in the forest now. That's fun. Yeah. What if what if there was appliances in a forest? Um, time fly there by are. in the city of light. Time stands still in the country. There's no time for a fuss and a fight as we travel the land. This is now. This is a toaster singing this. Don't forget. <laughs> There's one part later in the song. Um, oh, okay. This was the part where I was like, "What?" Uh, <laughs> he will open up the gate to the city of light. A master is a man with a plan I can understand. Master <laughs> is a man of great reflection. Master is a man who lays his hand across the land. Master is the man of our affection. <laughs> They're worshiping him. <laughs> it's so frightening to hear them seeing this. And he's just like an 18-year-old, and they're like, he is God. Well, in their mind, he's still like seven years old. They just have this little yeah, picture true. of him. To, and then at the this is the end to reside with some pride while I ride to the city, the city of light. What is the city of light? Is that like the I, promised land? The city, because they go to the city, but at like the very end of the movie. Yeah, but like, what is it in their mind? Why do they call it the city of light? Yeah, there's no no point when they're like, we can't go to the city. There's too much light or whatever. You know, right? They just, it just appears in the song. Um, yeah, so the songs are weird, and when when we get to the, the song at the end, um, where the, the cars are being crushed again, I might pull up those mm-hmm. lyrics as well, because mm-hmm. they I also had a similar reaction to that, where I was like, whoa, what are they singing about? I skipped through part of that song, because it went on for like 12 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's pretty long, and it's like the climax of the movie. Yeah. Um, that, that song, and then the one where the new appliances sing, in that like, more, more, more song or whatever. Mm-hmm. That one lasted for, I want to say, 11 and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, skipped through, I skipped through parts of each part of both of those songs. Um, so what do we no- need to talk about in the middle section of this movie where they're kind of on the road? The toast- So they, okay, so they go, they stomp in like a swamp, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. With like frogs and the frogs. What What happens? They start singing some more. Sure, yeah, probably. I don't yeah, know. And, and then the, t- the toaster gets, like, pissed and walks away for a while. Yeah. And then and then he comes back, and I wrote down some quotes from this part. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they're, in, when they're in the woods, or in, in, the, in the frog bog, yeah. and toaster kind of comes back, and he's pissed, he's angry because things aren't going his way as a leader. Um, the frogs are hopping around, and then Blanket is being dragged into a hole by mice and yeah. he says verbatim in a very calm voice just like this help help they're killing me <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
He's horrible. And I was like, yes. Uh, yeah. They just like, like part of the movie is just like some, some inanimate objects like facing the challenges of nature, which is like, mm-hmm. why is this supposed to resonate with me? Why? <laughs> Yeah, so and then strange. the part where they're, like, in the, the thicket, you know, like, uh-huh. in the woods with all the, like, branches that are supposed to be spooky and jagged looking, mm-hmm. and they all are kind of sleeping in their corners, and Blanket tries to cuddle up with all of them. Yeah. I was pissed at that part. Why? Because <laughs> it's like, well, like, he was going up to everyone, and they're like, leave me alone, and then he was, like, <laughs> going up to Toaster, and I was like, surely Toaster will be kind to him, and Toaster yeah. was like, get away, I'm not your master. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm not your god. But then he has like a change of heart at some point and he starts yeah. being nice to Blanky and Lamp like confronts him about it. And it's the weirdest like, scene in the movie, I think. Because he's it's like, like, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. You weren't being nice to him earlier. Now you've been nice to him. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on and here. He's being like snide about it. Yeah. Or he's like, what's going on between you two? Yeah. It's like I te- I texted you something. Yeah. <laughs> something along the lines of like, does Lamp think Blanket and Toaster are romantically involved? Yeah, that's what it's that's what the scene feels like. And it's That's what it felt. It's like, oh oh no, oh no. It's <laughs> this becomes a very different movie quickly. Um becomes very much like Sausage Party. Very much like Sausage Party. It but it that really is it seems to be like that's what their intention with that scene is. Yeah, the, so I don't know what there's no goal other is. way of interpreting it. No, in, interpreting, interpreting it. yeah, interpreting it. <laughs> um, and then there's like this. He has this like fever dream where they're being chased <laughs> by a scary clown. <laughs> a clown for some reason. Uh, and that's just like scary. Like it's just a scary dream. Then he falls into a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um. So for whatever reason, because it's like, oh, he's afraid of water. But then he so. falls into a river later on and is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then at some point in this part, I can't keep up exactly with what happens before. This movie what, was or twelve movies all in yeah, one. <laughs> um, but there, there's the scene where their their battery dies. They have this like generator that they brought with them. <laughs> it's a car battery. To, like, okay, a car ba- battery. Yeah, that's right. And there's a there's like a office chair that is like their vehicle. Which mm-hmm. is like why is, on vacuum, why is the just, office like, chair them. not have a face? I don't get that. Because um, he's dead. He's dead. Uh, he probably is. Um, <laughs> this corpse. <laughs> there uh, but their their battery dies, and so there and there's like a storm, and the the lamp like sacrifices himself by like <laughs> reaching up into the sky and becoming a lightning rod. He gets struck by lightning, and like what seems to happen there is he just falls over dead. And like mm-hmm. his bulb shatters, and he, it, I thought he was dead. And yeah, I wrote and down in my notes like, in all caps, uh-huh. "Why did the lamp just die?" Yeah, I and did then, the same thing. And then the, my next note was, oh, "Okay, the lamp is not dead because <laughs> it turns out he's okay." But well, the way that they go about showing that he's alive is kind of weird because it all just kind of shows them after he's dead, just being like, "Oh uh-huh. darn!" And then it cuts to the next scene where they're still being pulled by the vacuum cleaner in the woods and the lamp just like raises up and he's like, I'm okay. Right. You know, type of yeah. Thing. We're definitely supposed to think he's dead for a hot second there. And yeah, 
Um, and then they just don't really care. And then we're like, oh, okay. It's because he's alive. Yeah. Um, so then there's the scene where um, they are like drowning in a stream mm-hmm. and the vacuum is looking down at them. Um, and he's like, I did like that part. Where I he, liked like, that back, part too. Where he backed away and you didn't see him. And it's like, you know, he's going to jump. Yeah, I didn't. But, I was like, oh, really? I thought it was like. I, I I thought that might be a reveal that he was gonna be like the villain of the movie because he he's looking down at them. It's like, is he gonna jump in and save them? And he like backs away slowly, and like I feel like most movies would not have let that second linger that long. Where it's it just was like, a long, he's second. out of the frame, and it's like, what's happening? And they're like dying beneath him, and then it's just like, boom! He like jumps back into frame, dives into the water, and saves them all. I actually yeah. really liked that scene. I I did too. Uh, that's one of the only scenes that I liked. Maybe the <laughs> no, that was one. the only scene I liked. <laughs> um, and then he saves them in the water, yeah. and they're yeah. fine. Great job. But then they drown again somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, in, in a bog. Yeah. Which I wrote down another quote from that. Basically, they're pulling the vacuum cleaner now because he's been pulling them. So they like attach their cords around him, and they're kind of mm-hmm. horsepower pulling him. And then he's dumb and falls over into like some quicksand. Yeah, and it, for whatever reason, what part of the world are they in? Where there's like waterfalls, quicksand, deserts, blah blah blah, <laughs> and um, they're sinking into the quicksand. Blanket goes down, and Toaster's like, "Blanket, you know, hold on, grab my arm or whatever." And then as Blanky is sinking in, he whispers again, "I'm not scared." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> I wrote that down too. That was a that strange was line. <laughs> There's just the way that the blankie delivers some of his lines is chilling to say the least. (laughs) I'm not scared. I embrace death. Uh, (coughs) Wow. What a weird movie. And at some point they get rescued by the, the dude, right? (laughs) The big, the big nerd, the, the big nerd who like collects junk or whatever with his dog named quadruped. I'm sorry. What? He named his his dog quadruped. Was that in the movie? Yes. I missed that. <laughs> um, I approve, though, I guess. Um, and then there's this, like, scary scene where he's, like, taking a he, radio he, apart. He kills He kills the blender. You see him murder the blender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ta- He takes its brain out. Yeah. It, it, it's like, I feel like they really kind of, like, milk the whole, like, our our attachment like any amount of attachment that i am able to develop for these characters that are appliances they really like almost take joy in watching me squirm when yeah. they're like destroyed somehow because there's a lot of scenes where you're just like made uncomfortable by the fact that a, an appliance that was just talking just like dies but they're yeah. like eh, it's just a, an object it's fine it's for just a to toaster yeah it's just a toaster i know but at the same time it's like they build these things up to where they're living mm-hmm. and then it's like and now we're gonna murder them yeah <laughs> and so when they're like taken captive by this guy um he doesn't then, have a name does he uh i don't remember his name let's call him let's call him let's call him uh al from toy story 2 al from toy story <laughs> <laughs> that's his name right big al yeah big al's big toy al. barn yeah um and so at this point it cuts back to rob which we we now see he's like grown up and he's going off to college, 
So this is the part where it becomes Toy Story 3, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he, he tells his mom, like, hey, mom, I was going to swing by the old cottage and pick up some stuff from my dorm. Um, Which that made sense to me. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's weird that he's not really, like, reintroduced until later in the movie. Um, yeah, true. It's kind of an interesting reveal, though, that he's, like, old now. And you're like, oh, it really has been a long time that they've been there alone. Ostensibly probably, like, 10 years. Yeah, and it's it's also not really clear at the beginning that this is like this family's second home that they own, and you're like, mm-hmm. why is this an abandoned house? Um, but yeah. then it becomes clear later on. I don't think I would have understand what was happening if I was watching this yeah. as a kid. Because it's like, why would this house just sit alone for so long with stuff still in it? Yeah, but there's just like so many shots of just Rob like posing in this like cool pose with his girlfriend just like swooning and leaning on him <laughs> in a cool way. <laughs> but he's like this nerdy boy with glasses <laughs> and they're just trying to make him look cool all the time. I don't know. The yeah. way his character is presented is just weird. I, why was she a character? Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's good. Just, they, just had, sh- they had one to show he's mo- Yeah. Just make yeah, the, the make the make a couple of the appliances female. Like the toaster, I think that the toaster is. I think the toaster is a girl, but they didn't make that clear. Is it really? I think it's it's supposed to be. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. There now. Let's just be clear here. There are appliances, and appliances <laughs> do not have genders. Typically, <laughs> typically, <laughs> typically. Now, I do have. I do buy only boy toasters, but. <laughs> Yeah. I Typically, mean, appliances, you don't have I mean, if you, to yeah. assign them a gender. What ends up happening is they are captive by Big Al from the toy barn, and mm-hmm. um, he has a bunch of, like, mangled Frankenstein objects that, like, are scary, which is kind of like that teen- scene from Toy Story 1. Wow, the Toy Story trilogy really is Ripped influenced by this movie. Ripped it off. Well, I don't know about that, but influenced. Yeah, um. But they, they eventually end up in the junkyard um, where, and then, <laughs> so Rob ends up having to go to the junkyard to buy, he he's like looking for cheap appliances, so he goes to a junkyard to like find yeah. stuff. As but, people do when they want working appliances. There's a scene where he's like listing names of stores and, and everybody's just like, no, that place is too expensive. So he eventually lands on, the, he's going to go to this junkyard. The junkyard. Or um and it happens to be where his old appliances have ended up. Um, I, I I like when he was looking for a lamp. I like how his mother was like, why don't you take my lamp that I read by? Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, but what will you read by? And instead of saying, oh, I'll get a new lamp. She goes, I, I'll just have some candles or I just won't read. <laughs> <laughs> there is only this lamp. <laughs> There are I, no I'm lamps. willing to give up reading for my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I don't have to read. Um, we don't have any overhead lights. <laughs> uh, and then the, at this point in the movie is where we get the weirdest song. And I would like mm-hmm. to pull up those lyrics if it's all right. <laughs> Go right ahead. Because oh. I actually don't know what I'm about to find. The song is called Worthless. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to start reading here. Just like this movie. Uh, I <laughs> I can't take this kind of pressure. I must confess one more dusty road would be just a road too long. I just can't, I just can't, I just can't seem to get started. Don't have the heart to live in the fast lane. All that has passed and gone. Worthless, 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 <laughs> worthless, worthless. I come from KC, Missouri, and I got my kicks out on Route 66. Every truck stop from Butte to 
M-O, Motown to Old Alabama from Texarkana and east of Savannah. From <laughs> so it's just these cars like talking about their life, and then they get crushed into a little cube before your eyes, and they're yeah. dead. They're just they, they're, they're they dead. Die. They're gone. Um, yeah. That Anything was weird. Interesting here. Once drove a surfer to sunset. There were bikinis and buns. There were weenies. <laughs> Fellini just couldn't forget. Pico, let's go up to Zuma. Pico, let's go up to Zuma. From Zuma to Yuma, the rumor was I had a hand in the lay of the day, in the lay of the land. Get up and go hit the highway. Like the, these lyrics are not meant for a kid to understand no. and sing along with. They said weenie. They did see. They did say weenie. I don't. I think it was like a hot dog they were talking about. So let's, but they said they said bikinis and buns and weenies. Nah, you're right. That's a little bit of a double entendre, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's more. It's just a single entendre. It's just an entendre. They're, they're talking about wieners. They're talking about about dinglings. Yeah, but people like eat like hot dogs at the beach, right? That's a thing. Yeah, I think it's a double yeah. entendre. Yeah, yeah, but I count two entendres not, there. It's not. It's not fifty-fifty. <laughs> Um, well, how does this movie wrap up? So, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so he finds the appliances, the master does, in the junkyard, and he's like, he like grabs them all except for the toaster, and then the oh, yeah. magnet crusher like picks him up and is going to kill him by crushing him with his appliances. Yes. So the toaster like he's climbs up to this to big... He's Yeah. It, yeah, it's like the end of Toy Story 3. And uh, he climbs up to this big tower and then jumps off and like, Gets wedged in the gears of the crushing machine he and is himself. destroyed. Like it's a very graphic shot of just like he's <laughs> destroyed. It's it's horrible apart. to watch. Um, and he saves him, but then the master fixes him, so everything's fine. I like how whenever he was like about to die, Chris is just like, "What are you doing? Get down from there!" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, because what is he like? What is he doing? Why is he looking and like? Why does he love his? I just don't buy this connection with his appliances. No, me either. Um, but he he fixes the toaster and takes them with him to college, I guess. And uh, <laughs> I guess the sequels are about these appliances just having fun at college. <laughs> so they can, what do college kids? He can light his blunts in the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. He uh, can grow marijuana with his his lamp. There's there's one of them where they go to Mars, right? So that's interesting. Yeah. Might have to watch that. I think later on it's like Chris or um Master and Chris have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like they're married and have a baby and um, oh, I'm glad it worked out for them. <laughs> yeah, cuz you can't have babies outside of marriage. Literally impossible. It's impossible. Like the physically science, impossible. It's not it's never happened. Mm-mm. Only once. And that was with Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's true. Uh, um, but um, yeah, I, I I think they they get married and have a baby, and then the baby goes to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> is that really what happens? Is there a baby? I think with so. Them? I think uh, so. This franchise is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's it. I I think yeah. overall, there's like a if I if someone explained this movie in a way that was like I understood what they were trying to do. I could like have a big change in opinions about how I feel about it, um, but upon what do this you mean? watch, I I mean like maybe it's really like doing something interesting that I just wasn't really aware of what it was trying to oh, do. Oh, I see. But 
I didn't really get it, and I didn't enjoy it. Is how I feel overall. <laughs> nope. Um. Yeah. So that's that's the brave little toaster. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good call. Um. <laughs> it's, it's always like three <laughs> seconds longer than I think it's gonna be. Um. Do you? It uh, gets longer every time you use it. Can I interest you in some hot takes? Yeah. Uh, so I got a few of these and they're pretty interesting. So the first one, um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the headline. Um, but this comes to us from Mort 31 and he gives it a six out of 10. And his, uh, the headline of his review is just falling in love with a toaster, (laughs) (laughs) which is like not what the movie's about. And also, like, it's... It's about it, toaster and blankets relationship. It's not about him falling... Like, he's not saying, like, I fell in love with this toaster. Because he gave it a 6 out of 10. So I don't understand sort of his take there. Mort, it's write about, in and let us know what you meant by that. It's about someone else falling in love with a toaster. Sort of. I guess. Maybe? But, like, Rob doesn't seem to care about the toaster that much. <laughs> oh, the Blanky, you mean. Yeah, Blanky <laughs> falls in love with the toaster. We are chipping Blanky and toaster. Blanky the Toaster 2019. Um, Bloaster. <laughs> okay. This next one uh, comes to us from Gigan9219. Thank you, thank you, Gigan. That's what I call my, that's what I call my grandmother. Uh, Gigan9219. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? Uh, Gigan gave this a 10 out of 10. Um, and Ooh. he says, never before has anthropomorphic appliances been so awesome (laughs) a plus an air conditioner that commits suicide a vacuum that thinks about hanging himself a fat guy in a monster (laughs) truck who harvests the character appliances organs a junkyard where cars sing about being executed by crushing and dismemberment i will forever love this movie now that's interesting guy again because these are all the reasons i hate this movie (laughs) these are things that we all touched on in this review Mm -hmm. as reasons not to enjoy the movie right but Gigan, it just worked for him. Or Interesting. Her, I, I don't know who Gigan is. Uh, and this, <laughs> now this last one comes to us from Cheech sixty two. <laughs> I assume nice. this, now Cheech Marin, I assume, was born in nineteen sixty two. So I think this is Cheech no. Himself. He was he was much older than that. <laughs> I know. Um, but Cheech says the toaster need not be brave. <laughs> <laughs> And he makes some interesting points here. He goes a good word. The movie as a whole was mildly entertaining until the toaster goes into the woods and the nonsense begins. The movie implies that the toaster, a fairly common household appliance, has natural (laughs) predators. In my years as a wildlife (laughs) biologist, I have had the opportunity to observe several toasters in nature, and it is abundantly clear that it, as the loon, has no enemies in the wild. This movie gives children a false negative impression of forest-dwelling animals. That is completely unfair. Children, the world over, will be led to lives of big game hunting and generally slandering the good names of these animals. As a rule of thumb, I never underestimate something which has the ability to turn bread into warm, crunchy, and often dark brown bread. (laughs) Thank you, Cheech. Your review is art. He's worried about the conservation of (laughs) toasters. (laughs) I'm worried that people will think it's easy to bag these toasters in the wild. <laughs> so that that's been hot takes from online. I love that. I love that. Now, um, love you, you ready to get dirty with it? Oh, uh, don't tell me about 
<laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, sinful moments for this. Um, so, let, as a reminder, this is divided into categories of sex and nudity, violence and gore, uh, profanity, alcohol, drugs, smoking, frightening, and intense scenes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which one do you want to start with? Uh, let's just start with sex and nudity. Sex and nudity, okay. So, uh, there's one, one that we mentioned earlier. Um, it's a lyric, and it says uh, there are there are a bit of lyrics in the song "Worthless" that mention there were bikinis, there were buns, there were weenies. Yeah, believe me, you just couldn't forget. See, even they were like, mm, "This is disgusting." Yeah, no, it's a bit much. There's a, another one that says in the scene where the TV tries to convince the master to go to Ernie's disposal. There's a shot of the character pulling paper out of a filing cabinet. One of the sheets of paper has a woman on it with two stars covering her chest. What? In the DVD release, it's a sports bra. <laughs> I, I guess that. I guess the version that we saw on YouTube, yeah, we missed that. Probably. So, um... Anything else in Masters? There? Masters a dirty boy. <laughs> Masters a man with a plan across the land. Or whatever <laughs> his, hand, hand, his hand across the land. <laughs> Why do they regard him this way? I don't know. Um, but uh, Master's a man with a plan with a terrible porn addiction. Um, <laughs> Whichever, which one do you want to move to now? You want to go to violence and gore? Sure. Um, an air conditioner cracks the wall surrounding him and blows up. It ends up killing himself. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Can I guess uh, the, a couple yeah, yeah, of yeah. these? Guess, I guess, guess one in violence and gore. Okay, the, the toaster is mangled by the gears of a machine. What's it uh, say let's about see. that? A char- it doesn't say the ca- a toaster. It says a character oh, throws himself <laughs> Yeah, throws himself into the gears of a compactor to save another character. Mm. He is an appliance and is later shown <laughs> being fixed. Now, listen. <laughs> so this character is to believe an appliance. That, that, that master is not throwing himself into the gears. Okay. <laughs> now, that would have been rough to watch. Yeah. Um you want to guess one more? Yes. Um what about lamp getting struck by lightning? Uh, let's see. Uh, a character shorts out during a thunderstorm. Oh, that's so. a very that's not a, glamorous in, way to say that. Uh, yeah. So, uh you want to guess one from Wow, I don't remember these, but um profanity there's one for profanity. Is it weenie? Well, a couple. <laughs> no, it's not weenie. Uh, I don't remember any profanity in this. So I'll read the whole thing. Okay. Mild insults and name calling. Phrases like, shut up. No. In one scene, <laughs> in one scene the radio says, damn. But the characters oh, really? fell off the wa- when the characters fell off the waterfall. When Kirby jumps in to rescue them, but the radio uses his antenna to poke and prod Kirby's inflated bag and said, and damn thee, from the pits of hell I stabbeth thee. Uh, see, that's like, they're using it in like a like a biblical way, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. Um, okay, so here's an easy one. No drugs or smoking in this movie, mm-hmm. unless you count what the animators did before they made this. But... Um, <laughs> No, none in the movie, but none in the movie, but movie by proxy. Yeah. Um, 
Any frightening, intense scenes you want to guess? Give me two of them. Oh, goodness. The cl- the clown fever dream? Yes. A toaster has a nightmare about a clown, which could be frightening, which uh-huh. is frightening. Yeah, it is frightening. Uh, one more. Um, I just, is there just a general statement in there about <laughs> there are some appliances that think that a boy is their master? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is frightening and intense to some viewers. No, uh, there is one that says Blanky gets blown into a tree. <laughs> so I guess that's pretty scary. What about when Blanky's about to die and he goes, I'm not scared? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's not in here. That's uh, weird. Uh, this is not a movie for kids. <laughs> no, no. I think we can wrap up uh, Sinful Moments with that. Yeah. Thanks for those. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so should we... Go into our three questions about this movie. I think it's I think it's about time. I yeah. think it's about time. And we've already answered the first one. Is this good for kids? No, no. I don't think so, but here's the thing is like I know a lot of people who have said like I loved this movie as a kid. So mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, no. I don't think so. But I, I yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> it's very colorful, so it has that going for kids, but that's yeah. really it. It's yeah, they could, if if a kid is enjoying this movie, it's because they don't understand what's happening, I would say. Yeah. This is not a good movie for kids, even if they're not enjoying enjoy it for it. the content. Is this good for adults? Um I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think it's trying to be, but it didn't work for me. I feel like it tries to be edgy in a lot of spots, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely trying to be edgy. Um and it is that I would say <laughs> it, it is edgy, edgy, but like it goes. I think edgy. The point of edgy is like straddling the line a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I this mean, movie, there's could, a song that says weenies. This is weenies, but I, I, I don't like think they're just talking about hot dogs there. <laughs> talking about some 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 different kind of meat, but mm-hmm. um, some man meat. But uh, I think the point of being edgy with a movie is like going up to the line and like dipping your toe across it. This movie grabs the line and then poops on it and then runs across it and then just says, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pee over here a little bit. And then it that's takes the, best, the line. That's the best way I could put it. Um, and it takes the line and it takes it to a, a, a yard sale and just sells mm-hmm. this dirty, gross line. This dirty, gross line. To, to someone who doesn't care about it and it's just going to throw it to a dumpster where it's going to be crushed. That's what it yep. does with the line. It said, line, I don't care about you. You're like a useless appliance to me. Mm-hmm. You're like a car. The line? I don't need the line. Oh, they lied. Uh, third question. Does this movie stand the test of time for you? I'll leave that up to you because I didn't see this as a kid. Nope. <laughs> Not, <laughs> one, bit. So. Not uh, one bit. Not one bit. I'm going to say something here. Okay. Other than the three movies that I think will probably remain at the bottom of my ranking for the things we watch for the show which are Spy Kids 3D Game Over, Spy Kids 4, and Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my least favorite thing we watched for I, this show. I agree. I I can I was thinking, I was like, is this worse than Spy Kids 4? Yes, it is. I, I think Spy Kids 4 is probably a little bit worse, but I I hated this. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, definitely in the bottom three for me, I, unfortunately. I don't, okay, it's in the bottom four for me. I don't imagine that in the future we're going to watch anything that I dislike more than I d- 
Galactus. I don't know. Maybe if we get into like the Airbud sequels or something, there could be a possibility that something is worse than those three Robert Rodriguez movies. Well, four wasn't Robert Rodriguez. Oh, it was, wasn't it? I don't uh, remember. He had a production credit, I think. Yeah. No, we're thinking of the show. It was definitely Rob Rod. It was him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sorry. You're right. It's been so long ago since we did those. Um, thanks for putting up with that with me, Eli. Yeah, thanks for uh, suggesting. I mean, I'm glad that I've seen this movie and now can form an opinion about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, in two weeks, we will release another episode in which I'm going to subject Clint to a movie that he has not seen, that I have seen as a child, but I barely remember it at all. It could be worse than this movie, <laughs> or it could be a masterpiece. I really don't know. By user ratings, it's worse. Yeah, but... Yeah, I think this is probably more straightforward. <laughs> like, there's probably, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe not. It's a weird movie. The movie, we've teased this long enough. And if you Googled the bio that I read in the last episode, maybe you already know what it is. But it's a Don Bluth film called Rockadoodle. <laughs> the man who brought you The Land Before Time in an American Tale brings you this movie about a chicken Elvis man. <laughs> 1991. I'm very excited. <laughs> Chicken, um, chicken Elvis man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, get ready for that. And then the the episode after that, Clint's not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be uh, actually getting married. Yeah, getting married. Nice. Getting married. Eli How? is in my wedding, so he'll he'll. I'm be your here. worst man. Settle down, and, everyone. Uh, we're uh, so we're going on my bachelor party in a couple weeks too. Oh yeah, so we'll have some fun wild stories from some that. fun wild stories about us having fun at a cabin and playing board games and stuff. <laughs> a fun cabin in the Smokies. In the Smokies. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll have a I'll have a guest co-host that week. I'm not gonna say what movie we're gonna cover that week, but we think mm -hmm. we know what it's gonna be, and it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. This um, co-host, um, I, I like him. He has a <gasps> podcast himself. Not going to say yeah. who it is. But <gasps> oh no! He he, uh, he went to high school with us. So. <gasps> oh no! They can do the they can they can do the math from here. I think. Yeah, probably because <laughs> we only have five listeners, so it's pretty easy. You gotta to... stop saying that. We've got <laughs> Daughtry, <laughs> and then we have. Uh, I'm gonna stop. I'm not gonna list all our listeners. <laughs> that would be a bummer. <laughs> hey, listeners. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia. Um, I am at Elisha P. Smith. And uh, I am at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. stands for Jazz Hands. Sure does. Um, we have a Facebook group, too. Join that. Tell us. If you, like, love this movie, I really would love to hear your opinion about it. Yeah, I want to hear your opinion. I'll, I'm curious to hear other people's memories of this movie, whether it's, like, you saw it or you just heard of it and that was really a hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially if you like rewatch it or have watched it recently and you still liked it, like please tell me what it is I'm missing about this movie. Because yeah, I'm curious apparently too. Apparently, people like it. Like adults like this movie, mm -hmm. and I don't get it. So, um, yeah, tell us about that on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever. I'm on Letterboxd. Um, Elisha P. I don't believe there. in it. Yeah, Clint does. Clint does not like companies that kill animals. I'm just kind of nope. like, eh, you know, I'll sell <laughs> kill them. No. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, and, like uh, and give subscribe. Us, give us well, a review. Can't like. Because it helps. Yeah, that's YouTube. That's what YouTubers say. Subscribe, yeah. though. <laughs> subscribe. And leave us a review. 
leave us a review and uh, spread the word. You know, get because everybody is nostalgic. So yeah, everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody was a kid once. Everybody wants to be a cat. Everybody wants to be a kid. Yep. Uh, we should write a theme song for this show, like with lyrics. Yeah, we should. That's what that's what we should do. <laughs> that's what we should do with this show. Well, listen to episode zero, and we kind of tried that. Yeah. But... It's just hard to play music over the internet because there's like a delay. Mm-hmm, if we ever true. record an episode together in the room together, which I'm sure we will at some point, maybe we'll try and tap into the music stuff again. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we'll maybe, I'll, maybe I'll play a song for you right now from home. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do or that. Or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. We'll see you in two weeks for Rockadoodle. Until next time, see you soon. And Skanath for listening. I say a word, and then you say the next word that comes to your mind, and we just go back and forth as fast as we can. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Small. Foot. Baby. Time. Art. Is. My. Passion. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just a story. I think we just wrote a story. Small foot, baby time, art is my passion. It's not father time, it's baby time. I think that turned from like word association into one of those like tell a one story. Word stories. One, yeah, let's do that. I like okay. those. I'm going to start this time. Okay. Teeth. Oh no. Teeth. Um, grow. Sideways. <laughs> All right, that's it. Um, hula hoops. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs>